The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our continuously growing broadcast family of affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. You know, Exxon Nation, um, this next hour is going to remind you a lot of that wonderful life Christmas movie that we all have loved over the years. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. My guest this hour is a gentleman by the name of Maury Richfield. He's the author of Mr. Breeze, and it's a novel. And for 41 of his 55 years, our guest this hour, Maury Richfield, had dreamed of writing and publishing books. He finally fulfilled his ambitions with the publication of Mr. Breeze, a provocative and fast-paced novel that is both a gripping page-turner and a philosophical exploration of man's origins and existence. Now, this is a quote from our guest this hour. Mr. Breeze is a book about hope. It asks, what if everything we've been taught turned out to be a lie? What would we do? How would we all be judged if our maker was suddenly to appear? It asks us all to look inside ourselves and ask those questions. Well, joining me this hour is the author of Mr. Breeze. His name is Maury Richfield, the website www.mrbreezethenovel.com. And joining me from this beautiful state of Pennsylvania is Maury Richfield. And Maury, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. Thank you very much for having me. You know, it's it's a great pleasure. Uh, when uh, Charlie first uh, sent me the information about your book, um, this, is, this is the kind of interview that I love doing because it, it brings hope. And, and as I said earlier, the, the parallel I drew between it's a Wonderful Life and your book. This is what the world needs today. And what was your inspiration for writing, Mr. Breeze? Well, I, I was going through a particularly bad time in my own life, a, uh-huh. a fairly painful and long divorce. And I looked around the world, and believe me, there was not a lot of good things going on. 
Um, I was seeing terrible things happening on the news and reading about them. And I just decided one day that, you know, it, maybe if I could write something that gave people a little bit of hope, maybe it would give me some hope, mm-hmm. and maybe it would also help a bunch of other people. So I just sat down one day and started to type and just said, what if? And that's how I started it, with just the words, what if? Every author comes to a point when writing a book that that's that's a stumbling block. This is where usually uh, the author's uh, mind goes blank. Did that happen to you? And if so, what was the chapter? Well, here's the weird thing. I consider myself a storyteller rather than an author. I I have almost no formal education, and uh, I write in stream of consciousness. In other words, I don't take notes. I don't do anything. I write as if I'm talking to myself and having right. a conversation with maybe, let's, let's call it the readers, or in this case, between the characters. And what I did was I woke up every single morning at 4 o'clock in the morning. I sat there with my two dogs and my cat, and from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock, I drank my coffee, and I started to type. And uh- since I'm not a very fast typer, it took 10 months and, and I finished the book on October 31st, 2010, and I never skipped a day. All right, Maury, you and I have stuff. got to take a bit of a, a cliffhanger here because I have to take a two-minute commercial break here. Sure. Exonation, my very special guest this hour is Maury Richfield. He's the author of Mr. Breeze, www.mrbreezethenovel.com. Maury and I will be back in two minutes. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. Maury Richfield is my special guest to this hour. He's the author of Mr. Breeze. His website is www. You got your pencils ready? I know you do. MrBreezeTheNovel.com. And you can get a copy of Mr. Breeze on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble right now. And, uh, Maury, thanks very much for joining us. But let me ask you a question. I am sure, sure you've been asked these questions many times. Um, what do you think would happen if the Creator, no matter what religious philosophy you believe in, and Lord knows there's enough of them today, would come down and say, Ta-da! I'm here. Well, first of all, we'd we probably put him in an insane asylum. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, here's the thing, and, and this is one of the what-if questions yeah. I ask myself. Uh, we all have our beliefs. I yep. mean, various religions, various things, our history. And what if our Maker came down and basically said, your truths, all of your truths, are not true? Yeah. What would we do? I mean, we'd be all stuck. I mean, it's just, okay, well, uh, everything you believe is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, and I'm not, I didn't write Mr. Breeze to insult anyone's religions or anyone's beliefs, but, or, but what if everyone's truth turned out yeah. to not be true? 
But you know what? That that's that is a legitimate question, and it takes a very special kind of person to actually have the chutzpah, or the cojones, or the brass ones to ask it in today's society. I admire well, you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> You know, it's it's not an easy question for for people to swallow, and and yeah. there might be some people who would say, "Oh, blasphemy," or "I'm a heretic," or oh. whatever it might be. But this book is is not about an, insulting anyone's belief. As I said, yeah. it is about offering another viewpoint, an that alternative maybe could be true. You, you know, I I asked the same question about six years ago. I said, "What if God was the devil, and the devil really was God?" Well, that's interesting that you should ask that question, because Revelation, the sequel, actually has a lot to do with those aspects, and I I don't want to give that away, but um, there are, I mean, we all have our beliefs. Sure. And and I am all for everyone believing whatever it is that they want to believe. Same here. But Mr. Breeze is a, if you, if you... If you're an open have an open mind, you have an open heart. Right. You're going to read this book, and you're going to say to yourself, "Wow, okay, it's a it's a really neat story." Because I'm really just a storyteller, and it's and it and if and it it says it's inspirational. It says to people, mm-hmm. "Be a better person, for and, God's sake." Because and that's God's what here, and He's telling you to be one. And that's the message we need to get across in today's world. Look at all the fighting. Look at all the sickness. Look at all the hunger. Look at the unemployment. Look at the homeless. Look, you know, we need to hear words of inspiration in these days. I agree, and sometimes those words of inspiration can come from just the concept of just, you know, taking reality away for a second mm-hmm. and using that whole theory of willful suspension of reality and burying yourself into a, a story like this yeah. and coming away and looking in the mirror and saying, what can I do to be a better person? And if everybody does it, well, I mean, we have a much better world, I think. I agree with you. And, you know, when I use the, the, the parallel between Mr. Breeze and It's a Wonderful Life, I don't think there's one person listening tonight who does not at some time during the Christmas season, look for that movie because it touches our hearts. We all want to see good things happen. We all want a happy ending at the end of the story. Where do you think that people are making their biggest mistake today? As How would Mr. Breeze look at the world? Or how does Mr. Breeze look at the world? Mr. Breeze looks at the world and thinks that we have given up our humanity mm-hmm. for our technology. Yeah. And he believes that we have substituted talking for texting and emailing, and we have in-person contact for video chats, and our kids, instead of outside playing, are inside in front of televisions and, and handheld video games. Um, and, and it's easy, I mean... In his mind, at yeah. least, it's it's it, killing is simple when you get to push a button and you don't have to look the person in the eye to do it. That's Warfare right. has become a question of here. I'm going to kill you. I'm three thousand eight thousand miles away, but I'm yeah. going to blow you up. Exactly. And he in his in his mind, our technology has not given us anything except for making us less human. You know, I, I had a guest on the show a number of years ago who said the number six six six. That that is depicted as the mark of the devil is actually the new www. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would I don't know if I would go that far. 
Uh, I have seen firsthand myself how, you know, people have conversations with each other in the same house, and they're actually texting on their, yep. on their phones. And, and that seems a bit abnormal to me, hey, but for some people it's norm. My sister-in-law lets all the kids know in her house by texting them. And now, I find it ridiculous, especially when all you have to do is go to the bottom of the staircase and yell up, Sopper's ready. That's how my parents did it. And and you know what I do with my kids my grandkids? I kick them out of the house without their uh, their uh, Blackberries, without their cell phones. And when you want, when they come here to see my wife and I, they have to put their cell phones, their their iPads, their iPods, or whatever the I is that of the day, in a box that we have beside the front door on a table. You come to see us, you don't need that. Well, you know, I, I'm 55 years old. I did mm-hmm. not come from wealthy background, and when I was a child. Um, I, I tease people, and I tell my kids that the only toy I had was a shoebox and a stick. And, but the truth of the matter is that we were out there playing stickball, we were playing catch, we were playing games. We There was no such thing, obviously, as video games or computers for people. But today, things are different, and I'm not saying that we need to remove all these things. And I... And, and and the book, as I said, it's it's a fictional thing. Mm-hmm. But and you, when you ask the question of what Mr. Breeze would think, I think he would think that our society has become far less humane and far less civilized than it was before all this. Now, you as a youngster, I understood, left home for four years to be with the Grateful Dead. What was that like, and how did that that experience influence? Mr. Breeze. Um, well, I've always, I guess I heard my first Grateful Dead song when I was about nine years old. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I just sort of fell into that sort of, I was in the end of the hippie era, I mean, uh, by a few years, but I got an early start. And uh, I, I, it influenced me in a way to see people and see things without prejudices and without, you know, putting people on you're rich, you're poor, you're black, you're white, you're you're American, you're not American. It was just everybody enjoying music. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter who you were back then. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, things have changed, but it, it's, it's, it's the way I think still. Um, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I've been fortunate as a man without much education uh, to achieve what I have, and, and I've been fortunate enough to, to make this dream of mine come true, but I think it all comes down to, to how open-minded you really are. And, and from what I see in this country, at least, with the elections coming and everything else, people are not really open-minded anymore. They just think this is. If somebody says something, mm-hmm. it's true, um, without proof or at all. I well, mean, look at political ads. Oh, I mean, my, my gosh. God. That's, that's, you know, that if, if, if our kids watch this, they're going to get the total wrong impression of how how elections or and and how society should be acting and when you listen to the to the uh, political leaders of today and they just open their mouths to change feet <laughs> i would tend to agree with you there and you asked me what our make what would happen if our maker did come down and yeah. i i jokingly said we'd put him in an asylum but but we would not believe because we everybody who wants to be a believer yeah. would never really believe because they would he would have to show proof exactly and, and chances are that proof would have to be such intense power over all of us that we would succumb and submit and we would and, and there would be a great deal of us 
maybe all of us, who would find out that whatever we believe isn't right. So, I mean, I'm not so sure a lot of people would be hoping for the Maker to be coming back, right. because it may prove us, a great many of us, or all of us wrong about a great many things. Exo Nation, my guest this hour is Maury Richfield. He's the author of Mr. Breeze, www.mrbreezethenovel.com. So when you were with the Grateful Dead, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, I think it was more, I, I mean, I think anybody who had ever spent a lot of time going to Grateful Dead shows would probably understand what it was like. It was a community. People shared things with each other. You know, um, I'm not going to get into the somewhat illegal sure. aspects of things that went on there. I think everybody pretty much knows that. But it, it was a time of, of joy. It was all about the music, and people mm-hmm. would dance around, and most of them weren't straight, but it just turned out that it was just a, a free-for-all. I'm not going to call it a love-in, because it wasn't really like that. It was just a community of people all with one common interest. And you don't see that so much anymore. No. I mean. It's, you know, people may follow bands and they say, but the days of the 60s and the 70s when, when I was doing this, those, those are different times. Yeah, it, it, and, it wasn't so commercialized. Like bands today are out for the almighty dollar. Back in, in our day, bands were out there because they believed in the cause, they believed in their music, and they wanted to make a positive difference. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a stage show and it didn't have lights and yeah. they didn't change costumes 65 times and... You know, nobody's boobs fell out of the stage. It was just, you know, well, I mean, Janis Joplin may have fallen down a couple of times, but you know what? That's just the way things were back yep. then. And and I, I, I believe me, I'm not longing for a return for those things, and I'm not even saying it should happen. But it, it, it certainly it it was the basis of of a lot of the beliefs that I grew up with, and and I, and what and the things that influenced me as an adult. Stand by, Maury. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, a refreshing hour this hour with my guest, Maury Richfield. He's the author of Mr. Breeze, the novel. It's available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. And visit his website, www.mrbreezethenovel.com. And Maury Richfield and I will be back on the other side of the news. And some words from my fine sponsors as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213 213- 
401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. Maury Richfield is my special guest. He's the author of Mr. Breeze, the novel. His website is www.mrbreezethenovel.com. As the author, what, in your opinion, is the most exciting part within the story of Mr. Breeze? I think the most exciting part is the fact that the, Mr. Breeze chooses a man named Michael Ryan, mm-hmm. who is an unbeliever. Uh, he has... He's basically he's picked because he's in a very unique situation. He could write, and and unlike most of us who become unbelievers because of life situations, this particular man never believed in anything, even as a child. And it, 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 the story tells is also about his transformation and what happens to him as he witnesses these magnificent, sometimes unbelievable feats. And and as time goes by, Mr. Breeze reveals to him who he really is. And um, the book itself is kind of designed that way, so it, it kind of keeps people's interest, but it also isn't really that hard to read, because uh, I didn't want some book, and I've read mm-hmm. things by writers that are so complicated, you need to get a dictionary out to figure out what they're talking about. Would you say Mr. Breeze would, if, if I was sitting down talking to Mr. Breeze and would would he tell me the world of today is so complicated because we humans have complicated it where actually life is very simple? Well, I, I think that what Mr. Breeze would tell you is that he had given us certain abilities, certain characteristics, mm-hmm. certain intellectual capabilities, and we use them in the wrong way. And I think he would be he would probably tell you that he's not happy about it. And um, I don't know about you and, mm-hmm. or the listeners out there, but if, if our maker suddenly came to me while I was in the shower in the morning and looked at me and said, it's judgment time, fella, I'd be shaking in my shoes. You and me both, my friend. You know, and I think most people would be. Sure. So I, I think that's what he would tell you. What is the main message that you as the author of Mr. Breeze would like your reader to walk away with? I'd like them to, uh, first of all, I'd like them to say I can't wait for the sequel and can't wait to make it, to, to see it on the big screen and make, to make a movie out of it. That would be good. But mm-hmm. I think after that, I would like people to think that they were not only entertained, but they were moved in some way and, and to a point where they'd like to say to themselves, you know, maybe I can do something a little nicer and be a little nicer and be a little better and be a little more open-minded and not blow my horn and at every person in, in the middle of traffic and that kind of thing. I, I, that's what I mean. I'm not hoping for any giant movements here, I, but mm-hmm. just a little bit of, of hope would be good. We were talking about the Grateful Dead and, and the movement before we went to our news break at the bottom of the hour. I've always said that the hippies had the right idea. They just, their timing was a little off. I tend to think you might be right. Um, there was, I mean, it was that whole, I mean, let's face it. Yeah. I mean, make love, not war is, is a pretty good thing to say. Sure you is. Know, give peace a chance yeah. Is, 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 yeah. 
I mean, you know, you're watching John Lennon and Yoko sitting in a bed, you know, you know, saying they just want to have a, they're going to have a peace rally laying there. I mean, it was considered a publicity stunt by some people, silly by others. Yep. But you know what? It, 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 it was somebody trying to do something. Sure, it did wonders and, and, for the Queen Elizabeth Hotel in Montreal where they pulled off the, uh, the peace, uh, peace movement in bed. Yeah, worked great for them. <laughs> yeah, but you see, one person can't change the world, but one person can change themselves. Well, yeah, plus one person can start the wheel moving. Like, yeah. you know... Look what happened with Jesus. He was one person, and look what ha- what happened all the years later. How many people are following him based on his movement? That's true. Yeah, um, and there, you know, I mean, we all, we everybody follows everybody. The word mm-hmm. God that we seem to throw around so much, all all of us, and right. or many of us, is you know they've been using that word. I don't know how long, but the Greeks used it. I mean, it, long before Jesus was ever born, and, sure. and certainly it's been. The Chinese, everybody has had some form of God in their civilization through as far back as we have records, almost. Yeah. But but I've often yeah. asked my guests this question. Do we, or was the creation of God by humanity a way of explaining the unexplainable at a time when so little was known about anything? And do we use God and the devil as a scapegoat? Well, thank God I got this. Instead of saying, you know what, I worked hard for that. Or the devil made me do it. Instead of saying, hey, you know what, I did that. I screwed up. I'm sorry. It's easier to pass the buck. Well, that's true. And and and, and some of the answers to those questions, Mr. Breeze gives Michael Ryan in the book. Uh, I mean, it, and one of the main things that, that he allowed us to believe in certain things at a time, because in his, in his words, we were young mm-hmm. and, um, and, and foolish. And, you know, um, he talks about at one point when we were nothing but crawling around on the ground where he had to take away our weapons from us a number of times because we started hitting each other with them. Yeah. And and giving and, and let's put it this way: you put a bunch of people in a room in, in a group, and somebody wants to take charge. That's just the way things work in our world today. Somebody has to be in charge. The question is, why? Well, because I I don't, I don't think that that anybody or that the majority of people want to take the responsibility of being leaders. Because you, a leader is responsible for the actions of those behind him, usually, except in Washington and Ottawa. Uh, <laughs> you know, because once you become a leader, it's your neck that's on the line. And in today's society, a lot of people say, hey, I don't want to get involved. And this is where a big part of the problem is. Well, you know... I, I, I don't want to give too much. I don't want to give away the sequel yet. But there's one particular thing that Michael Ryan asked Mr. Breeze in, mm-hmm. in the sequel Revelation, and he, he he says to him, he goes, "But I'm just an ordinary man." And Mr. Breeze answers him and says, "All men are ordinary until they do something extraordinary." And I believe that is true. We are all just ordinary people until we do something extraordinary. And maybe that something extraordinary is to change yourself, and maybe that something extraordinary is to find a cure for something. But we all have it in us to do something extraordinary for ourselves. I believe that. And as far as politicians mm-hmm. and leaders and things like that, it's unfortunate that that the wars that are started in 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 the world and throughout the world are generally started by old men and usually fought by young men. That's right. And and it's just, 
you know, if you look back in history, we have fought wars over different beliefs yep. in religion and territories and, and some of the silliest things, I mean, that you can think about, we fought wars over, you know. And if you want to talk about the hippie thing, let's that's definitely make love, not war, because we could have avoided an awful lot of wars if we had done that. Yeah, and and of course during the during the time of the hippie evolution, as I like to call it, uh, Vietnam was going on a, a totally senseless war that many of us just watched as, as as friends and neighbors and loved ones were 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 put, you know, were, never came home. I, I know myself. I have a number of relatives that lost their lives in the Vietnam War, and you know, to me, it it was a useless, senseless war. I mean, it certainly put a lot of money in a lot of pockets in in the big industries in the United States. But when you look at the amount of lives lost, and and for what? There was no reason. There was no real cause. There was no real threat. Well, I, I tend to agree with you there, and I think that that some people could make the argument for almost every war that is that you know that has happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, we 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 fought a war. I mean, in this country, in, in the United States, we fought many wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, even ones against ourselves for various reasons. But any time that you lose lives for something that gains you nothing, you you you're definitely fighting a worthless war and a useless war. And um, I believe that 100%. Does Mr. Breeze touch on the topic of alternative energy and what's happening in the world today with the fossil fuel emissions, global warming, and and the fight conquest for oil? No, uh, Mr. B- Mr. We don't. It doesn't go that deep. Mm-hmm. It, it's a. It basically looks at the human spirit, and it looks as as at our history and mankind itself and how. We have evolved, and you know, basically, Michael Ryan, who is the person I always tell you about, who's writing the story, Mr. Breeze, following him, is, is is fighting Mr. Breeze for our continued existence. Because believe me, our, our existence is certainly not guaranteed as far as Mr. Breeze is concerned. Well, does Mr. Breeze pose the the possibility that he may wipe out our existence? Yes. Ooh. And Mr. Breeze leaves us with a message, and that message is on the last, you know, is is in the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we do with that message is the basis for the sequel, Revelation. Um, and and this is, as I said, our existence is certainly not guaranteed. And given his feelings at the moment, and giving us, I, we're basically getting one last chance. And Mr. The reason that Mr. Breeze finally sought out Michael Ryan to tell this story and to write these and did all these miraculous things and showed himself as God to all of us is so we would learn something, finally, and to give us one last chance to change. What was that all-important lesson that Mr. Breeze was trying to get across? Well, basically, Mr. Breeze is trying to say that he, we... Uh, we we're we're given a few choices, and I don't mm-hmm. want to give too much away because the whole idea, of course, is I'd like to get people to actually buy the book. So I, I don't want to tell them the whole story, but it, it it's it, he says to us, or he says to Michael Ryan to convey to us that you know we subjugate our fellow man, we we kill our own children, we enslave, we we still enslave people, we kill for no reason. 
we have destroyed ourselves by by trying to be and, and our egos and our arrogance are beyond belief as if we are the only thing that is important and he wants us to know we are not what else is there i guess we're going to find out no i mean if we do not consider ourselves as important how do we succeed well, I think if you look, I mean, as I said, I don't want to give too much away, but Mr. Breeze offers us another alternative and gives us a chance to either change ourselves or he will put the alternative into effect. And that's what I kind of believe that our maker would do if he saw our, our situation. I mean, you asked before, what happens if he shows up? Yeah. If he sees what we become, do you think he's going to go patting us on the head and say, nice fellas, nice ladies, you guys done a great job, and you, you got a beer? I mean, I don't think so. Let me ask you, you know? a question. What happens if there is no maker, that the entire philosophy about a maker, a creator, is nothing else but a crock, and we're responsible to ourselves? <laughs> Interesting fact. And... and See, one of the things that Mr. Breeze really is, mm-hmm. is, you see, we use the word God, because God is the most omnipotent thing we can think of. Okay? Mm. But in, if you read the book, and you read, it, as I said, it offers a different perspective as to who God really is. And you touched on it a little before, but I don't want to, you know, as I said, I don't want to give too much away. But it basically said, what happens if there was this being that was just so powerful that we couldn't figure out anything else he was except for God. Well, you see, the way I see it is, is I, I think God, or whoever this being is, gave us a hint in the book of Genesis when he said, and God said, let us create man in our image, our likeness, because if, in fact, we are created in his likeness and his image, then we're all, each and every one of us, gods. That could be true. The problem is, as I and as Mr. Breeze points out, he gave us rules. He, his, his words to Michael Ryan in one of their discussions was, he didn't give us a Bible, he didn't give us a Torah, he didn't give us any religious books. He gave us a bunch of rules, mm-hmm. and he didn't give us religion. We gave religion to ourselves. All right, stand by. We've yes. got to take our final break here. Exonation, Maury Richfield is our guest, www.com. MrBreezeTheNovel.com. His book, Mr. Breeze, is available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. My name is Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. And welcome back, everyone. Our guest to this hour is Maury Richfield. We're talking to Maury about his uh, book that is currently out entitled Mr. Breeze. It's available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and his website is www.xzbn.net. 
MrBreezeTheNovel.com. And there is a Mr. Breeze sequel in the works. The working title is Revelation, the, the Return of Mr. Breeze. The second book is about how we take the message from the first book and what we do with it. First of all, Maria, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. I wish you much success. And I can hardly wait until we see you on the big screen. <laughs> well, hopefully, I keep waiting for that phone call from Hollywood. I, I guess I might have to wait a little longer. But, you know, one of these days soon, I think it'll come. Well, what's the final message that you'd like to leave with the Exo Nation tonight, Maury? Well, I think I'd like to. I would hope that everyone who has that, that first of all, as I said, Mister Breeze is not a book that is designed to insult anyone's beliefs. Mm-hmm. It is not a book to offer some new religious cult. It is basically a complete work of fiction that is designed to be somehow uplifting, engaging, and an interesting and and story that you can take in. And as I said, if you have an open mind and an open heart, uh, I think you'll enjoy it as what it is, uh, which is a unique, from what I'm told, there's never been anything written anywhere near like it before. Mm -hmm. So I hope everyone will enjoy it. Now, when do you expect the release of your sequel? Well, um, it, it appears from what I'm told that it will be out in January. Um, it, it's just about finished, and it mm-hmm. has to go through the editing process, but uh, hopefully it will be out in January, maybe earlier. So we can look forward to it uh, on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble just shortly after Christmas. Yes. All righty. Um, once again, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure having you on the show, and we look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Well, I thank you very much, Rob. I look forward to coming back at some point in time. Have a wonderful night. And you too, my friend. Once again, Exonation, our guest this hour has been Maury Richfield. His website is www.mrbreezethenovel.com. And we were talking to Maury about his new book that is out. Well, it came out in uh, the year 2011, and it's just picking up steam now, Mr. Breeze. And... Um, Basically, Mr. Breeze is a provocative novel that offers hopes as it raises startling questions about mankind's fate. Once again, www.mrbreezethenovel and Mr. Breeze is available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Let me see, what else do we have to share with our fine members of the Exxon Nation? Oh yeah, there's new X Chronicles newspaper stand up and running. It's at www.mrbreezethenovel.com. X Chronicles newspaper.com forward slash newspaper stand dot htm and the X Own Book Club will be launching tomorrow evening. Another exciting part as we keep on growing here in the X Zone. Geez, it just seems like 20 years ago we started in a little station and look where we are today around the world. Thanks to you the members of the Exxon Nation. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past the hour as we continue with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.